Hey, Joanne. Yeah. So we're at the park and somebody says, hey, come here, help me look for my dog. Or can you come here? I'll give you some candy like a stranger. But what, what are you going to do? I'm going to kick his ass. Hey, don't say ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to kick his butt. Hey everyone, it's Rena. Welcome back to another episode of The Mom Ventures. First of all, I do just want to take a quick minute to thank everybody for tuning in and all your guys' feedback. Um, I'm actually like really humbled. I get so many messages and just you guys sharing stories on stuff that I've talked about. And I just think it's like, it's such a cool feeling like to get um, feedback that people are actually even tuning in. And then there's just so many people that I would have never thought that would actually listen and I just I'm super grateful for that so thank you to everybody and your guys's constant support and um just your motivation on me to continue this podcast um just kind of like I said in the beginning that I'm like honestly if even one person heard and I was able to make their day a little bit better then I was already winning but honestly there's more than one and I'm actually so grateful for that so anyways today I wanted to talk about um protect our children sex trafficking um I know especially I feel like with this whole pandemic it's opened our eyes to a lot of things um there's just so much that's going on and I think I don't know it's because we had more time to like sit around the house and research and get into all these little loopholes and rabbit holes, whatever it is that everyone's calling them. But this year has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, it's had me research um, things I would have never even gave any time to before. Um, it made me watch all these crazy documentaries on YouTube. Um, I just have learned so much, so much. And it's um, actually such a disgusting world that we live in. Um, I was already super paranoid and had anxiety before about my kids getting kidnapped. But now with what I've learned and just like the black market, the way people are being sex trafficked, the way that people are being kidnapped, um, it's actually super disturbing. And, you know, if I'm being quite honest, it kind of gave me a little bit of social anxiety for a a little bit. It kind of took over my life. Um, and I know that I had to bring myself down from that because, you know, I ov- I obviously had to keep living my life. But it got to the point where sometimes I would kind of like pick up my kids from school and then I would just tell myself like, okay, I'm going to surprise them and go play at the park for a little bit. And I'll drive by the park and then I would see people there or, you know, just single dads or, you know, whatever. Maybe it's their day off. And they'll just be playing there with their kids. But it got to the point where, like, I didn't feel comfortable. I was kind of like, uh, like, there's too many people. Like, let's go. It just made me really um, untrust. Uh, I, I didn't trust anybody. I um, It just made it really uncomfortable for me. So I did want to talk about stuff like that and the way, like, we can be aware. The way I feel like we can do more. And, you know, whether it's, you know, you taking a self-defense class or you know, if you're comfortable carrying a gun. Um, but I think it's really important that we're alert with what's going on around us. Um, I see a lot of you bitches at the store, on your phone, texting, or we hear like cheese me low with your homegirls. 
And, you know, your kids are over here running through all the damn racks at Target acting like Walmart kids. <laughs> I'm bitches. But no, seriously, I, I, I see a lot of people are just very um comfortable. You know, their kids are just running around and I'm not like that. And if you're this type of mom, like, cool, like, you know, I'm not giving you any shit. But for real, like, watch your fucking kids. Like, there's people just looking for an opportunity to just rack up your kid and go. You know, they're just people that actually go to stores and just basically go observe and see who's paying attention and who's not. I'm sure a lot of you guys seen videos on YouTube or Facebook that have surfaced where even people try to take your kids from your own cart, like little baby, little toddler that are in the carts and the moms are just, you know, turned around for a quick second, like bending over to get something and like they just take the opportunity to go. So I think it's really important that we pay attention to our surroundings, um, who's following us, or it's, I mean, it's not a coincidence. I mean, sometimes I'm in my head, and sometimes I seem the same, you know, girls or the same guys in the aisles, and obviously there's going to be times where it's just a coincidence, you know, you guys are kind of shopping for the same thing, but then there's sometimes that I'm like, bro, what the fuck, like, are you following me? And honestly, <laughs> for once in my life, I'm actually kind of grateful I'm a little plus size because these bitches are going to think twice about abducting me. <laughs> it's all you skinny bitches that are in danger because they just can lift your ass up and run. <laughs> no, but seriously, bullshit aside, um, I always see stories. I know we all have. I mean, I've, I've seen hundreds of people just share stories about, oh my God, like this guy was following me or they put zip ties in the car, like blah, blah. And honestly, stories like that really fucking piss me off because especially if you're like at Target, you know, there's a lot of stories. Like there was one recently at a Target here by my house and she basically said, oh, beware. Um, I saw somebody at the Target putting zip ties in people's cars. And to me, I'm just like, all right, bitch, like what the fuck did you do? Did she only posted about it? There was no fucking pictures of her. You know, I mean, there was no pictures that she took of this person doing this or taking a video. She didn't fucking call him out. Like if it was me and I know nobody, not everybody has the same type of confidence or whatever it is. But if I saw somebody doing that shit for damn sure, I would have fucking recorded. Um, I mean, I know that there's, there's like a thin line. Like if you don't want to call somebody out, cause of course, like they can have guns, they can come at you, but you can, you can all, all of us are always on our fucking phone. We're always fucking snapping our fucking Starbucks drinks. We're always fucking Snapchatting us at the fucking store. Like the least you guys can do is put these people on blast. And I think that that's like my biggest frustration. There's so many of like, he said, she said like all this storytelling. And I'm not saying that it's not true, but I feel like a lot of people just do it for the fucking clout. Like they just want to get these fucking follows, these fucking like, oh my God, like they just like to spread that um, intimidation or they just want to make people like scared because there's already hype going on about the sex trafficking or child abductions, kidnapping, whatever. So I just feel like we can do more. And I don't know, like for me, I know damn well if it was like that or if somebody was following me at the store, especially at the fucking store, like it's a public place. There's a lot of people there. I would straight up just turn around and be like, can I help you with something? Like, are you following me? Or if you really don't feel comfortable, go to the fucking front of the store and be like, you know what? There's this guy following me and I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now. And that's it. You know, like try to get a fucking picture of him, put his ass on blast. Like we have a platform that we can use to like make these 
guys uncomfortable or girls even actually because it's it's a lot of there's teams like there's just there's a video that I just saw recently of these ladies eating at a restaurant and this guy just fucking jumped over the fucking little fence of the outdoor patio and tried to take somebody's kid and like it's so fucking sad but we really just have to be alert about everything and um I kind of wanted to share a story so I tried Googling um, like an estimated time frame between like 1999 and 2002. I just, I'm, I'm not really sure how old I was. I remember the story very clear, but I want to say I was like 10 to 12 years old. And I tried to Google um, this girl who got um, kidnapped in my hometown. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually from Montclair, California. For those of you who don't know who that is, I mean, where that is. It's by Ontario. Um, it's in the 909, the Inland Empire. So shout out to all my IE people. Um, but it was, and I'm actually like so sad because I literally Googled like kidnappings and like Montclair kidnappings in Ontario. Like, and I put 1999, 2002. And there's hundreds of cases. And I can't even find the one I'm actually going to talk about. So with that being said, like, it's just so unfortunate. Like there's so many freaking cases that I wasn't even able to find the one I'm trying to talk about. But anyways, um, we were at a family party. Um, like I said, I was probably like 10, maybe 10 to 12. Um, so just to toot my own horn, I take pride and I always say, because my brother and my sister, they always say like, I'm basically the dumb one of the family. Like I'm not book smart. I know damn well I'm not book smart. Like Fuck all that college shit. School's not for me. But I'm fucking street smart. I have fucking common sense like a motherfucker. I'm so street smart. Like, you can put me in the hood. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm very street smart. And I take pride in that. Because there's a lot of people who are not. There's people who lack hella common sense. But anyways, I feel like I've been like this since I was young. And Jaden, my oldest, my six-year-old, he's just like me. I mean, he's super intelligent. But... He's so street smart. He has, like, such common sense. And, like, you can't teach that. So, shout out to me because I gave him that common sense, too. But, anyway, um, we were at a family party. Um, so, all the parents were kind of in the backyard area. The, I don't even remember what it was for. But um, we were at a family party. I was, like I said, I was, like, 10 or 12. I'm not really sure. But all the teens were in the front, you know, because we were cool. So uh, we were kind of in the front of the house. Um, there was older guys and like, well, I, would, I considered them my cousins at the, um, when we were all younger. They're really not my blood cousins, but we just all grew up together. So they were kind of in the garage. We were in the, um, in the driveway. And I think probably the oldest one that was there was probably like 15, 16 at the time. And then there was us. So I think there, it was like a range between like 8 to 16 years old. So all the baby-ass Mexican kids were in the front yard. I don't know, doing, I don't know what. To be honest, I'm pretty sure like the high school kids were probably getting high. But whatever, we had no idea. <laughs> anyway, so um, this car uh, pulls up to the house. And it was me and I believe it was my little sister. So at the time, she was probably like 8 um, it was uh, my best friends at the time. So it was Vanessa Minerva and it was just a couple of other people. And honestly, I don't remember exactly who was all there where the car pulled up, but we were the closest ones to the sidewalk. So this car pulls up 
and it was it was already dark. It was probably like seven o'clock at night. And um, he pulls his window down, but not all the way down. I was only able to see kind of like his nose up, kind of. And he said, hi. And we were like, hi, like dumbasses. So he's like, um, have you guys seen my little dogs? They're chihuahuas. And we were like, no. So one of the guys that was in the garage, which they were like already in high school, he was like, what? And then I was like, he's asking if we saw his dog. And then... He was like, nah, we didn't see no dogs around here. And then um, he was like, yeah, it was like a little white one. And I was like, I'm sorry, like, I can't hear. He's like, can you guys come closer? So he wanted us to get closer to the car. And I was like, what the fuck? Me, because, you know, I'm street smart. I was like, no, I was like, we're fine right here. But my other friend was trying to get closer to the car. And my other friend, she's super book smart. (laughs) Maybe not street smart, but super book smart. And I remember kind of like grabbing her hand, like, no, don't get closer, you know? And I said, no, like, we haven't seen your dog. And then he was like, oh, he's like, would, would you guys want to help me find the dog? But his voice was super low. At the time, I obviously didn't think. Now, thinking back, he was kind of whispering so that we can get closer to the car. And also, I think, so the older kids behind us didn't really hear what he was saying to us. So I was like, no, I was like, you know, if we find your dog, like, we'll hold them here. I don't honestly, I don't even remember what the heck I said, but it was just really odd. It was a really odd encounter, but he kept trying to talk to us. He was like, oh, well, you know, they, I'm, they're, they're probably really scared. They're probably trying to look for me. If you guys can help me. So at the time, he just kept asking questions or like kept trying to like make conversation with us. So finally, one of the older guys um, came up and he was like, what happened, man? Like he was in high school and he was like, what happened, man? Like what's going on? And the guy's like, Oh, nothing. Thank you. I was just trying to see if you guys saw my dog, but thank you. You guys have a good night. And like, he drove off. So to me, I was like, what the fuck? Like that was so weird. And they really didn't think nothing of it other than what the fuck, like creep, you know? And they kind of just, whatever, moved on with their day. But it didn't sit right with me. So I remember after the party was over, we were driving home. So we only lived down the street from there. So it was only like two minute, a two minute drive. And my friend, um, she ended up spending the night at her house that night. So we were in the car. And when I got home, um, my parents turned on the TV and they were talking about this girl who had been abducted. This girl was already missing, I believe, for like two days And I guess this girl was abducted from her front yard. I guess she was, like, riding her bike, and the parents were, like, looking for her. And I guess um, she was, like, all she was all over the news. And I guess this little girl was, like, in pageants or something because there was a lot of, like, pictures of her in pageants, like, super cute pictures or whatever. So, anyways, um, since I was playing, I kind of got, like, okay, that was weird, you know? Like, this girl just got abducted. So I shared with my parents what had just happened. And my dad's like, that's weird. And he was like, you know, he was asking to help go help him find the dogs. I said, yeah, I was like, it was weird. I'm like, and he wanted us to get closer to the car. And my mom and my dad kind of were looking at each other. And my dad's like, do you think we should call the cops? And my mom's like, I think so. She's like, especially with what's going on. And I think that they felt that too, because that story that was going on, it was around our area. So I believe that girl was kidnapped in Riverside, which is probably like 20 minutes from where I lived. So, um... They ended up calling the cops. So my dad said, the cop's going to come here and he's going to ask you questions. 
And I said, okay. So, of course, I got super freaking nervous. But I kept trying to explain to my dad what the car was. Again, I'm fucking street smart. Like, I used to know my car is, like, super good. And my dad's like, what kind of car is it? And I said, it was like a Honda. I was like, it's the one that had the H in the front. And I said, it's like the one that my cousin Jaime has. So my cousin Jaime, he used to have this Honda Accord. So I was trying to tell my dad that that's the type of car that this guy had. And my dad said, well, what color was it? And I, (laughs) okay, I'm over here all fucking specific. I said, it was like a hunter green. And I don't know why the fuck I knew that color, but it was so popular. I think our fucking carpet was hunter green at the time. It was fucking gross. But anyway, I said it was hunter green. So then my friend Minerva, she was like, I think it was brown. And I was like, no, I was like, it was green. And then she was like, well, it was dark. And it was, it was nighttime. But like, I remember seeing like it, I remember it seeing it green. So my dad's like, well, you have to be sure before the cops get here because they're going to ask you and you need to make sure that you're able to give them a good description. So then I called uh, one of the guys, Caesar. He was one of the guys that was in the garage. So I called him. I was like, hey, I said, you know that guy that came up to us looking for his dog? I said, do you remember what color his car was? He's like, uh, he's like, no, he's like, wasn't it like black? And I said, well, I thought it was like green, like a hunter green, like a dark green. I said, and you know, my friend, well, at the time I was like, Minerva's saying it was brown. And he's like, no, he's like, well, maybe, maybe it was brown. So then they made me doubt myself, right? So at that point it was like two against one. So when the cops got there, I said, well, I told them exactly what had happened. I told them that it was, I, of course, I was like, it was this Mexican guy. I don't know if he was Mexican, but he just looked more like a darker skin and I was like he had glasses on they had to like they made me describe his head and there was somebody there that was like sketching so I was so nervous I remember like my teeth were like clenching and I said well like his hair was like dark he had it to the side and then I'm like he had glasses like reading glasses I said I think he was Mexican so whatever they took the report and the cop was basically telling me that I was really brave that I did the right thing by not getting close to the car and I did the right thing by telling my parents so long story short, um, they took the report. It was late at night. Um, the next morning, there was more news on the little girl. And at this point, uh, the new news, like the new breaking news, was that they found the girl's body. She was in a black bag on the side of the road. And she was kind of um, by Riverside area. Same thing. So it was like 20 minutes from my house. So I guess they had found like some DNA and they had a sketch of a suspect and I literally almost like shit myself because I told my mom I said mom I was like I think that was him and my mom's like ay esta segura like are you sure and I said yeah mom I was like it really looked like him and then she was like are you sure again kind of like doubting me you know and I was like yeah I think so so whatever we just kind of moved on with her day she didn't really say much but later that day, they found this guy. They actually they found him. They found him at a mall. Um, it was called Ontario Mills. So that na- that city is right next to Montclair. They um, arrested the guy. I believe he worked like at a shoe store there or something like that. Bitch, tell me why the fuck they arrested him and he had a fucking green Honda Accord. Just like I said. So it was the same fucking guy until this day. I cannot get over that fucking story because one, I think about the girl, like, was she in the trunk? Was she dead already? Um, we would have been the next 
suspect or the next victims. Like, I cannot get over that fucking story. I really can't. And I, I always play scenarios. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what if I wasn't there? Like, what if I was in the garage and my little sister went up to the car or my friend Minerva? Like, what if they would have got closer to the car? Like, I replaced so many fucking scenarios. And I remember when they fucking arrested him. I turned around and I told my dad, I told you. And my dad's like, you told me what? I said, I knew it was a green car. Like, I knew it. I knew it. And to be specific, it was like a hunter green car. But my dad's like, well, you should have said so. And honestly, like, it wouldn't have really made much of a difference. I mean, at this point, I mean, what were they going to do at that time? But I just can't believe it was the same fucking person. And I, I still, like, I'm still in shock, like I said about it. Because I'm just like, dude, like, this guy, it was the same fucking guy. And it's so sad because he ended up killing this little girl. And threw her on the side of the road. So, like I said, I don't know, like, what if he had her body in the trunk? Or what if she was alive at the time? And it's just so fucking disgusting that, you know, this girl was already missing. And he was already looking for, like, their next victim. And, you know, the same little stories. Like, oh, can you help me look for my dog? Or just how we heard, like, when we were younger. Like, oh, people are going to offer you candy. So, it's just so fucking sad that I experienced something like that so young. But there's, it's only gotten you know, worse over the time. And maybe it hasn't gotten worse, but now we have social media. So we're more alert of shit like this. Back then, we got our our news through the news, you know? But now there's so many platforms that we see so many videos of all this stuff surfacing that it's fucking scary. And I know it's so sad that, like, I have to talk to my kids about stuff like this, but they're super alert. Like, I give them scenarios all the time. I tell them, you know, I'm always going to be there picking you up from school. And if it's not me, it's going to be somebody you know. And, like, I name specific names of, like, who would pick them up. I said, it's never going to be somebody that you've never seen before. I'm like, there can be somebody that goes up to you and says, hey, like, your mom, Karina, and Junior said to come pick you up. Like, they had to go get your brother, Julian. I'm like, they can tell you whatever they want. They probably studied our whole life. I said, but if you don't know them, you don't go with them. And I don't know if you guys have seen, like, on, like, maybe Facebook of people who uh, put stuff like this to the test. Like, they get, like, a stranger to, like, test their kids at the park. I've always wanted to do that because I feel like I've done a pretty good job of my kids with stranger danger. But I would really want, like, a stranger to do that for me to see if my kids would go. Like, if I was at the park and not paying attention, like, would my kids go with you? Like, what would they do? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to put that to the test. So if anybody that's listening, if you guys are down and you don't know my kids or my kids don't know you, let's set it up because I really want to see what they would do. Julian is more of a softie, so I feel like he might go help you look for your dog. Jaden, Jaden might kick you in the nuts. But like I said, that's my child because he's street smart. <laughs> but... um. Anyways, yeah, so it's just really important, you guys, like, watch your kids, watch yourself, especially as women, like, you know, there's just so many um, sex trafficking stories, and it's so fucking sad, but it's real life, and I saw, like I said, I saw these crazy ass, like, documentaries on, like, the Pizzagate, and all that shit that happened, I think it was, like, Wayfair, all that shit's so fucking crazy, Um, but I think it's really important that you guys either get like a self-defense class or if you guys are comfortable carry a gun like I carry a gun at all times and 
it makes me feel better to know I have it available if something ever happened. Because to me, I'll be fucking damned. And it's not even for sex trafficking or abductions, but I'll be fucking damned if I'm at the fucking store and there's like a shooting, like stuff that happened in Texas and the guy went into, you know, to the Walmart. I'm not going to be fucking hiding. Like, I'm not going to just fucking roll over and fucking let somebody fucking shoot me. Like, I'm going to go down fucking fighting and... You know, me and my husband always talk about this. Like I said, I'm not in danger to get abducted because I'm a little plus size. Like, they're going to think twice about that. But I always tell my husband, like, if something ever happened to me, like, you know damn well I went down swinging. Like, I'm not just going to fucking let myself. Like, I'm a hood bitch. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, you know, maybe once this whole pandemic shit is over, I think that us girls, even for our kids, like, we should try to set up a self-defense class. Um, as a lot of you guys know, my husband's in law enforcement, so he's always teaching me new shit, like tricks or like pressure points or even the kids. Um, we always kind of do scenarios with them. Like if somebody came behind them to try to hold them, like we throw, we show them how to like throw themselves on the floor and like stuff like that. So I think, um, it's something that me, we may want to consider in the future to maybe do like a self-defense class and just honestly communication communication with your kids um we me and my kids have a code word when we're at the store if we feel like somebody's um following us because it's so hard kids are so fucking outspoken like when they were younger I'd be like stay close to me now I'll be like there's somebody that's following us and then they'll be like that guy's following us and they'll just fucking like point and I'm like oh my god so me and my kids have a code word now um so I'm not going to tell you what it is just in case you bitches want to fucking follow us. But it's something totally random. So if I'm at the store, I'll be like, hey, Jaden, like Doritos or something, you know, like. So if I say Doritos, like they know like, oh, you know, my mom thinks that there's somebody following us. And like they immediately get like scared and they want to get close to me. So I think that's something that you guys maybe can put into practice in your home to like scare these foods because these kids are fucking savages and they really give no fucks like they just think they can just fuck shit up at every aisle but um I think like that's kind of a good thing that we put in practice so I always feel like if there's somebody that's following us or it's just people that are like you know familiar or I want them close to me I'm like hey like Doritos or something you know but anyways so everyone just be safe communicate with your kids um if you're skinny gain some weight I'm <laughs> just kidding But really, though, because all you skinny bitches are in danger. (laughs) But anyways, thanks for tuning in. Um, I want to uh, next week probably talk more about the sex after kids because I got so many fucking hilarious ass stories that people have shared. And there was even like questions on there about like relationship. And I don't know why you bitches are asking me about relationship advice because, bitch, I took that food back like a hundred times. So don't fucking take my shit like to heart (laughs) but I definitely will share what I can and then I'm gonna share some of your guys' stories because they are seriously so hilarious but anyways have a happy Tuesday bottoms up